0: go uh welcome back to the latest episode of the Pearson mind podcast uh my name is Matt Pierce and I am so glad you're back it's been a while since we've had a chance to talk and catch up uh I know you're wondering Matt where the hell have you been that's a fucking that's a fair question um I think as a lot of you know uh earlier this year I put myself into treatment to try to uh, get some control over my eating disorder. Um, And it went well. I was in treatment, but I didn't uh, follow the full protocol. And I basically relapsed almost immediately after coming out. And uh, that sucked, and it sent me into a great deal of depression, uh, trying to deal with uh, my binge eating and uh, all my other medical stuff at the same time was beyond me. Uh, I couldn't handle it and I fell hard. Uh, So after looking around to find a place uh, for some help again, we found a place. I can't say where that place is uh, just out of uh, respect uh, for the place giving me help. We'll just say I'm not in Ohio right now and I haven't been for a while. Uh, Actually, I'm in what's called PHP, which is kind of the step down process. Um, First, you go to a residential center, and you get 24-hour care, and you have a lot of support all day there, and then as you're preparing to go home, you kind of step down to, uh, like I said, PHP, and I have an apartment, and I'm kind of by myself, and I have to, I'm responsible for basically a couple of snacks and dinner on my own every day, and it's just to kind of ease me into the real world, Um, and that's kind of why I'm here. Uh, first off, I missed you. It's been a long time. Um, I haven't really been on here and I've, I've wanted to talk to you. And so that combined with, uh, a lot of loneliness and depression since stepping down, um, and some really bad news today, uh, just kind of motivated me to reach out and, uh, see how you're doing and let you know where I'm at. Um, like I said, stepping down, Uh, has not been easy. I think residential was a lot simpler for me because it took away my ability to binge, basically. And it kind of was easy for me. Um, Maybe not easy. I don't like that word easy. I think it was safer. I felt very safe there um, because I didn't have to worry about binging because... Yes, I could maybe eat a little too much food, but legitimate binging was just kind of out of the question because they controlled how much you know I took in every day. They controlled what access I had to things, and it was a very safe feeling for me. Um, so I got through that. I was there for about, I don't know, 53 days or so. And they said it was time to move down. I wasn't quite sure if I was ready. Uh, or maybe I was just too scared to be ready. But I moved down a couple of weeks ago, and it's been kind of a rough, rough go ever since. I binged basically my whole first week. Uh, a lot of that is because I don't have an apartment mate, so it's very lonely here. Um, I did make some connections in residential, and I remember that we had a lot of conversations. How we were gonna like get together and have like dinners together. And, uh, we're going to go out to dinner to support each other on occasion. And unfortunately, once we got here, that hasn't been the case. And I'm not sure if people just aren't comfortable with me, uh, or what the situation is, but it definitely sucks. Uh, hopefully I think that might be turning though. I did have the first person shoot me a message today while I was sleeping, uh, asking if I'd be down to get together and maybe watch a TV show and have dinner um and i'm super excited to see that text because i needed it i'm afraid to like i guess ask for that help because like i i constantly i constantly am dropping hints that hey let's get together hey let's all go do stuff and at this point i feel like i'm really just begging for friendship and that's embarrassing um i think i'm a pretty good guy but i also know that In these situations, I think a lot of females, because I am the only male, I think a lot of females do have hard times with males in this particular environment. And so I definitely could understand how they may feel awkward hanging out. Um, and that's fine. I'm trying to, like, respect that boundary, but I'm definitely having a hard time being alone all the time. Uh, sure, I get to talk to Kim, and that's nice. Uh... But I don't have human interaction. I don't have, like, you know, outside of treatment. I don't have a lot of connection. And that could be lonely because I want to have conversations with people that don't just surround treatment, you know? I want to laugh. I want to get to know people. Uh, you know me. That's just my personality. So that was good to get that text message today. Um, but honestly, the real reason I wanted to talk today is I got some shit news. And, uh, unfortunately it seems like the times that I'm motivated most to come and talk to you all is when I have received bad news. And today was one of those days, uh, as you know, I have been suffering from NASH, uh, late stage liver disease and stage four cirrhosis now for, uh, I mean, I don't know how long I've been technically suffering from it, but we've been aware about it for the last, uh, I guess May will be two years and, uh, I've been struggling to get healthy so I could get on the donor list. I've definitely not held up my end of that bargain and, uh, you know, we always knew that this day would come. Um, I didn't. I guess part of me thought it really wouldn't. I guess I was just hopeful that, like, there was a mistake in my diagnosis or that, yeah, I don't know what I thought. I just thought I was bulletproof. And uh, today I was reminded that I'm not bulletproof. Um, I went to the GI doctor today because I've been having a lot of pain from my gallbladder and we were looking into getting it removed at the, uh, you know, suggestion of my doctor back home. And I was told today that that probably won't be happening because it's too dangerous with my NASH that it could put me in a life and death situation. So basically I have to suffer uh, until I get to a weight where they could do weight loss surgery. Um, but on top of that, um, we were talking about all my, uh, fog brain, which I've been having a lot of, and it's been progressively getting worse to the point where I forgot my wife's name. I forgot her phone number for moments. Um, and if you know me and Kim, you know that, you know, she's my favorite human and forgetting her name is just something I could never do. And so, um, Through that conversation, the doctor today told me that I am most likely in stage one of decompensation. And that hit me like a fucking pile of bricks. Um, I called Kim right after the doctor's appointment and told her. And I know that she has had some emotions, obviously. Um... As much as I don't want to die, I, I don't want to leave her alone in this world. And I think some of these realizations are really coming faster than I anticipated. Um, so there are four stages of decompensation. And um, it's not really something that we know that, you know... I have six months. I have two years. We don't really know because each person's different in how, you know, what you're doing with your life and how you're challenging your body. You know, am I eating the right things? Am I drinking the right things? Obviously, up to this point, I haven't been doing any of that. I've been doing all the wrong stuff. Uh, And that's another reason why they don't want to do the surgery because they could send me into stage four pretty immediately and I could die. Um, any trauma to my stomach area can, you know, send me to the further down that stage, uh, of decompensation. And that would mean death. And honestly, I've been trying to wrap my head around it. I went to bed. I took a nap. Uh, I'm fucking devastated. I don't know. Like, I can't eat. (laughs) I'm starving, but I can't bring myself to eat because I'm afraid I'm going to just throw up. I'm 43 and I'm not ready to die. Not that I think most people are ready to die when they die. And I know that I'm not special that we all go through this at some point. But I just can't wrap my head around my time was wrapping up here and I've really wasted this life. Like, <clears throat> you know, I talk a lot about this in treatment. It was like throughout life I've been, I was given all these like forks in the road. Um, and I feel like I always took the wrong turn on the fork. You know, I think about my brother who were were complete opposites of one another, and I always wonder how we're even how we were ever friends because I feel like he always took the right turn, or at least if he took the wrong turn, he got back on track, and I always took the wrong turn. Um, and so I feel like this life that I had and I did not cherish enough. I, <sighs> I allowed other people's, my need to have other people give a shit about me. I let that lead my life. I let that lead my decision making. I let that lead my priorities. Um, I let that you know, that idea of keeping up with the Joneses and having the coolest things. I let all of that, um, really determine who I was and how I would move through this life. And so, you know, I'd have like nice watches or the coolest computers. Um, you know, I always wanted to have the funnest house. So like when we bought our first house, I had to have my, gambling room and I you know I prioritize that over other things like paying off debt and I just really prioritize making other people like me over everything and I lived this fake fucking life for so long and it's funny because as I sit here and I think about who's going to be showing up uh to my funeral. And. <laughs> probably not many people. Maybe five. Six people. And, and those people for whatever reason. They've actually seen the real me. Who's kind of a piece of shit. Yet they still love me. Um, But I would not even treat them great. Because I always put over. You know, being a part of the cool group over like prioritizing the relationships with the people who gave really give a shit about me. And so, as I sit here today, finding out that I stage one decompensated, I all I can think about is what a fucking life I wasted, what an opportunity I had. Um. I was given the golden ticket, right? I was born a white male in America. Jesus Christ, how much how lucky, how, you know, how lucky can one get, you know? Um and instead of living my life and being my authentic self, which I try to be now as I'm closing out life, I I wasted it. Like I tried to be something that I thought everyone would want to be around. But guess what? Nobody liked that either. Cause I think they knew I was fake as shit. They knew I wasn't authentic and they knew that I wasn't, uh, genuine. And so guess what? That pushed them away too. So in the process of trying to get people to love me, I pushed the people who loved me away. And obviously the people who didn't give two shits about me that I was trying to get their approval, they, they could smell a rat from the word go. So I sit here today in this apartment in treatment for my binge eating disorder, you know, on that final road, uh, And I'm like, how can I maximize the rest of my life? You know, I was talking to my therapist today in session before I went to the doctor. And he was telling me, because, you know, I've had a problem with, I've been emotionally upset about how, like, we've made these plans in residential and didn't follow through and how, like, when I make a plan, I expect to follow through with it. And it hurts my feelings now that we're not hanging out like I thought we would. And they're like, well, did you bring that up to, to your, to your, to these people? And I'm like, no, because I don't want them to think I'm begging for friendship. And then like, if I do bring it up and they want to hang out now, I just think they're feeling sorry for me. And it's like, you only get in that situation if you're not your most authentic self, you know, because I should be able to tell them that they're hurting my feelings and Maybe they don't realize how important that was to me, but I'm too ashamed to ask or to make that known because I don't want to be the guy who has to beg for friends. And on my way out, I just feel so lonely. You know, I could use a hug from my wife so bad right now because I'm going through this alone. Yeah, she knows she was there. I mean, when I called. And you're listening and I appreciate that. But I feel like I'm really going through this by myself. And I could just use a hug. I could just use some friendship. I could use some true connection. And I don't know how to make that happen because here's the deal. I know I'm a bit much for people, right? Like... I don't have a filter. I don't have like boundaries and what I want to talk about. Uh, I always feel like I don't fit into society because I don't like a lot of the societal rules that have been put on us. Um, That limits our ability to engage with each other and have friends of the opposite sex or, you know, whatever, like there's just, or like, I know they take, don't talk about certain things, you know, politics, religion, sexuality, but I love talking about all that shit. And now that I'm sitting here at 43, and that's who I am as my authentic self, but I haven't really presented that to the world my entire life. I think now that I am, I think it's coming on kind of strong. And people don't know how to take it sometimes. Or it's a bit much. Or they're not equipped emotionally to deal with it. Because obviously we're all in this treatment center together. And they're dealing with their own shit. And sometimes I forget that. Sometimes I forget that they're dealing with their own shit. And they're having their own problems. And I know I'm kind of rambling. And, I'm, but I, and I appreciate you listening. Because... I didn't know what this was going to be like. I didn't know where I was going to go with it. I just knew that... Uh, I had to get back on here. Because I've been missing this. I've been missing you. And our connection. And our time together. Um, So this may be a bit chaotic today. But it's a start for us. To get back on track together. I want you to know how much I appreciate and love you for listening and taking the time to, uh, <clears throat> you know, hear me out. Because I know there's a shit ton of these podcasts out there and you can listen to any of them. Um, obviously, I appreciate if you just hit that subscribe button and so you can kind of hear me anytime I pop up, it'll just come right to you. But I appreciate that you come and listen with open ears and an open heart. And I know in the past I've gotten some great messages from you. And it just makes, you know, all this a little bit worth it. Um, I don't think I'll be on here for the full usual podcast time uh, today. Because honestly, I'm just very confused. Um, but that's also why I came on here. I was going to make dinner and I just can't eat. I'm just so devastated by all this that I can't even bring myself to put together a meal. And for a guy my size who tends to love to binge his emotions, that's saying something. Um, when I can't eat. That's not a fat joke, by the way. That's just the facts. Usually in this situation, I would be ordering out and ordering all the food and making myself so uncomfortable and full to get rid of these emotions. But obviously, let's be fucking honest. That hasn't worked for me. So, I think starting today it's time to uh take a new approach, and that approach is to talk to you, to jump up on here and share my emotions instead of eating them away. And know that I'm about to put in some fucking work um moving forward because if I'm going to die, I don't want lifting my casket to be something where they have to get a fucking crane because I'm so big. So if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out fucking fighting. And it might have taken, or taken, this is where I need my family back in Utah who were telling me the proper way to say that. Even though it might have taken me too long to figure it out, too long to fix it, I... You know, I'm not going to go out without a fight. And I am mad at myself that it took me this long to get this motivated. But you can only do what you're doing. You can only meet yourself at the moment. And I feel like it's what you do in that moment when you look in the mirror and go, okay, what the fuck's next? In the past, I've looked in the mirror and said, what the fuck's next? And I ordered a pizza. Today, I'm talking to you. So I've already made a change. already made a positive change. Tomorrow I'm going to take a walk before treatment to get my body moving. And that might be 20 feet. It might be 100 feet. I might make it around the whole fucking parking lot of this development. I don't know. But I know that I can't keep sitting on my ass and expecting nothing to change. Because obviously that hasn't worked. And I have a fucking support system out there that I don't deserve. I have a wife who loves me so unconditionally and she sees this version of me that I don't even know if that person exists. I have in-laws that support me in so many ways and make me feel loved and appreciated and, and I just don't deserve them. And I have a mother who would cut off her arm to help me survive and loves me and checks in on me and sends me beautiful little voice messages almost every day to remind me that she loves me. And you know, I think it's time to stop being a fucking victim on some level. Like I had a shitty childhood that affected who I am today, but that's that's what that is. I it was it was the past and I'm here to work on the future. Whether that future is a year, 6 months, 10 years, I don't know. But I'm I'm not trying to like Go out without a real fight. And do I think that will be perfect? Do I think that I won't have shit days? No. I'm pretty sure that I will. I'm pretty sure that I'll have days where I'll slip and fall on my face. And I just hope that you're going to be there to help pick me up. When when I reach out to you. Because I'm going to need you. I can't do this by myself without support. I need you to be... Come here with uh, grace and open ears to listen. And obviously, if you want to send a note, comment, hit me up on Twitter at NotAnAnalyst. Or on Instagram at Pierce of Mind. Like, I want to hear from you and what you're struggling with. And let's support each other through this stuff. Hopefully I can get some guests on here to chat and, you know, this will be a little more upbeat in the future, but we're back. Like you will be seeing a lot more of me. You will be hearing from me more frequently and I can't wait. So until next time, my name is Matt Pierce. I love you. I appreciate you and I'll see you.